1: Larry 21.
0: Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level.
1: Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. Your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lee's. And as always, we'd like to thank you for tuning into this podcast, because there are plenty of Dallas Cowboys podcasts out there that are great to listen to. But thank you for joining us. And before we get into our main topics, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. You can check them out today at pondex.com and use the promo code Larry21. And also Audible, Check out Audible today. You can get a free trial, and audiobook of your choice, at audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And now let's dive right in. Of course, the first topic we got to dive into. Too many Dak Prescott miscues. The difference in the Cowboys' loss to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cowboys had a historically high scoring game last week against the Washington football team though nobody imagined that it would look exactly the same against the Arizona Cardinals last Sunday. He also didn't think that the Cowboys would come out as bad as they did. Seemingly out of rhythm for what appeared to be much of the first half, Dallas was unable to get much of anything going on the offensive side of the ball until half number two. As it has been for much of the season, the defense still gave them an opportunity by somewhat keeping the explosive Kyler Murray and his Cardinals in check. Though the Cowboys did get things going later in the game, as indicated by the three-point final scoring margin, it was too little, too late. It all boils down to Dak Prescott and the fact that he made too many mistakes on Sunday. While he still played well enough to potentially win the game, one could argue that the Cowboys should have never been in the position that they were in to start with. The game shouldn't have come down to the final moments where the Cowboys didn't have a timeout to challenge a Chase Edmonds potential fumble, which... As a somewhat fan of the Cardinals, I will admit, was a fumble. Prescott overthrew, mistargeted, and had his balls batted down all day. He waited until too late in the contest to mentally make an adjustment or push himself to overcome. You can't do that against good teams. You definitely can't do that against teams with elite talent on both sides. Chandler Jones, Murray, and as Prescott certainly knows now, Isaiah Simmons, they're all elite talent on both sides. <clears throat> are either all-elite or can have several elite moments per contest. That's another major part of the too many miscues cues for the quarterback on Sunday. Prescott wasn't secure with the ball or confident in his decisions quick enough, causing did to not only lose the ball to Hansa Simmons on one play, but also put his team in several other bad scenarios before and after that one scenario. All in all, this wasn't Prescott's worst performance at all. The Cowboys quarterback could have been much better, though, and so could have the rest of his teammates. However, the Cowboys still have a chance to win if Prescott is just a little better than he was. Dallas has the division and their playoff ticket punched, locked up, and sealed, so there's no worries there. However... You do want them playing their best ball, heading into the playoffs. Sunday clearly wasn't that. And now, our second topic. As part of the Arizona Cardinals game, we got to address Mike McCarthy's timeout disaster. After a rough offensive performance for the bulk of the ball game, the Dallas Cowboys managed to score a touchdown. And completed a two-point conversion to bring the score 25-22 just under five minutes to go. It looked like Dallas could make a comeback and happen if only they could stop the Cardinals' offense. Thanks to a lot of skill and excellent play calling, Kevin Murray and the Cardinals continued to rush down the field. On a first and ten play at Dallas' 35-yard line with just under three minutes to go, running back Chase Edmonds rushed for six yards, but opted to stay in bounds so the clock would continue to run while trying to stay in bounds. Marcus Lawrence tackled Edmonds near the sideline and appeared to force a fumble before Edmonds' knee hit the ground. The refs ruled the running back down by contact. No fumble. There was a clear recovery by the Cowboys' defense, which had fans and players screaming for a challenge flag to be thrown. However, with no timeouts left to give, Mike McCarthy couldn't throw the flag. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy's poor usage of timeouts potentially cost Dallas this game. Let's take you back to one of the instances in which McCarthy decided to use a timeout. Back in the third quarter, the Cardinals had 4th and 5th on the Cowboys' 8-yard line. This is where Cardinal head coach Cliff Kingsbury proved his coaching prowess, or simply created chaos. Kingsbury sent out both kicker Matt Prater and quarterback Tyler Murray in order to confuse the Cowboys as to whether they were kicking a field goal or not. With Dallas's defense in clear disarray, McCarthy called a soft timeout. That was one timeout down the drain for the second half. Fast forward to the fourth quarter, Mark McCarthy's team has caused its way back to be in a situation to stage a comeback. His defense makes a play to potentially get them the ball back to win the game, and the head coach can't even throw a challenge flag. Since coaches must have a timeout to challenge a play, the Cowboys were left with zero options. Sure, there's no saying Dallas would have won if they got the ball back, but the defense at least went out there and made a play to give the offense a chance. But to no avail. All the Cardinals had to do after the non-fumble was get a first down and take a knee, which they easily did. The Cowboys fell to a formidable NFC opponent 25-22. to This inability to challenge was far from the only reason the Cowboys lost this game, but it did seem to be the final dagger. Cowboys have now dropped to the number 4 seed in the NFC, and Murray remains undefeated in AT&T Stadium, for what it's worth. I mean, if you play Texas football in high school, you're probably going to have a lot of visits to AT&T Stadium. And now on to our next topic, why the Dallas Cowboys must play to win in Week 18. The 11-5 Dallas Cowboys are coming off a disappointing loss to the Arizona Cardinals and now have to go on the road to play the Eagles in the final week of the regular season. The last week of the NFL regular season has always been a major question mark as to what teams will and will not play their starters. Despite the Cowboys not having much to play for, they should still play all their healthy starters and try to win this game. Mike McCarthy actually agrees with that approach, saying... Excuse me. We're going to play to win the game. We're going to Philadelphia and we're going to line up to do what we need to do in order to win the game. After a total letdown performance against Arizona, this is the only way the Cowboys should approach this Week 18 game. The team needs to build momentum heading into the playoffs. They cannot sit their starters, especially on offense, when their offense played poorly last week. Former New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning mentioned on the Monday Night Football Manning cast that in 2007, the Giants played their starters the final week of the regular season against the undefeated New England Patriots. The Giants had already clinched their wildcard spot and they had nothing to play for, but that did not stop them from trying to take down the Patriots. Giants lost the game 38-35, but Manning was adamant that his team built up a ton of confidence that final week, which helped propel the Giants to the Super Bowl title that year. A struggling Cowboys offense needs to use the Week 18 game against the Eagles to get back in sync. So for a Cowboys team that is not playing well offensively, they can use this Week 18 against Philadelphia to build confidence, find a way to win at a tough road game. Not to mention, the Cowboys have struggled in outdoor games this season. They are averaging 24.6 points per game in outdoor games, and they have a record of 3-2. Plus, The Green Bay Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. This, uh, this means the Cowboys will most likely have to win an outdoor road game at some point to reach the Super Bowl. It seems like the whole organization is taking the right approach to this week's game. Zeke assured reporters his plans on playing this week, and owner Jerry Jones said they, play to, they plan to play and win. Although I would not be opposed to a banged up Elliot setting this game out, if he feels healthy enough to play, then he should go do that. Also, I think part of Elliott wanting to play is that he's just 85 rushing yards away from 1,000 for the season. Issue is, Elliott has not rushed for 85 yards in games game since Week 5 against the Giants. The chances he actually makes it to 1,000 yards is slim. The running back has gotten 9 carries in both of the last two games, and that has a lot to do with the Cowboys' inability to run the football of late. Unfortunately for the team... Rookie linebacker Micah Parsons, left tackle Tyron Smith, and cornerback Anthony Brown were all added to the COVID list this week, making them unavailable for Saturday's game. So without Parsons and Brown, the Cowboys could not afford to have any other defenders sit the game out. Playing to win every game and building a culture of winning in Dallas is something the Cowboys are constantly working towards. A win in Philadelphia on Saturday will add to that mindset. Ironically, the Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson may be the best quarterback on the team. Wide receiver Cedric Wilson has done a lot for the team in 2021. Most importantly, third-year players injured Michael Gallup multiple times. Gallup the beginning of the season with an ankle injury, Wilson was there to pick up the pieces. During that time, he had 256 yards and three touchdowns. Then, when Gallup went with an ACL tear in the Week 17 matchup versus the Cardinals, Wilson was ready to fill in again. He caught all six of his targets and had a touchdown. But Wilson wasn't just there to provide receiving yards. He also passed the ball during a trick play. And that wasn't the first time. In the last two years, the receiver is remarkably 5-for-5 on passes for 111 yards. This gives him a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Could Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson potentially be a quarterback option for the team? I know it's a strange number, but 158.3 is the highest possible passer rating you can have. To put that rating in comparison, Cowboys. Dak Prescott has a career passer rating of 98. Tom Brady has a passer rating of 97.5. And Mahomes leads the all-time list with 106.0. Yes, we know that Wilson isn't a quarterback. No, we don't don't expect him to ever start a game, but what he is doing is pretty darn impressive, and he isn't just standing in the pocket alone. During the game with the against the Vikings, he threw a great spiral under pressure and on the move. There are some starting quarterbacks in the NFL who might not have more pull that off. Prescott himself said he was impressed with the throw. All jokes aside, the Cowboys need Wilson to be there to fill a huge gap at the loss, in the loss of Gallup love to see a trick player or two in the playoffs, but Dallas really needs a receiver to add on to his 483 total yards. Four this is the backup receiver's time to shot. And no matter how they lose or, or win in the playoffs, they could end up with a home Super Bowl this season. Yeah, let me explain a shocking tournament of events, the Dallas Cowboys' home arena of at and Stadium may be the home for the upcoming Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl is supposed to be played at LA's new SoFi Stadium, but amidst the huge rise in COVID cases, the state of California has extended its indoor mask mandate to February 15th. The championship is scheduled for February 13th. According to California HHS Secretary Mark Galey There are over 1,800 out-of-state medical professionals helping understaffed hospitals in the state to help with the surge. Officials from the NFL are expected to meet with the Rams, Chargers, and LA officials next week at SoFi Stadium about COVID concerns. Many sources are confirming that the NFL is in talks with a handful of alternate venues, with AT&T Stadium leading the pack. Could the Dallas Cowboys do what the Buccaneers did last year and win a Super Bowl at home this season? Okay, before we get ahead of ourselves, a lot needs to happen for this to even be possible, including the Cowboys playing significantly better than they did in Week 17. But for hope's sake, let's not forget that something very similar happened last year. SoFi Stadium was supposed to host the Super Bowl last year, but it was moved to Tampa due to construction delays. And guess who not only won the Super Bowl last year, but also became the first team to ever do it in their home stadium? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Could the Cowboys be the second team to do it? Again, a lot has to change for this to be possible. This might also be a good time to check in on the Cowboys' Super Bowl odds. According to win Bet, Dallas has a plus-1200 odds to win the Lombardi Trophy, and the Packers lead the league at plus-350, with the Chiefs slightly behind at plus-450. Do you think it's all possible? Do you believe in miracles? Let us know in the comment section below, do you think Dallas will host the Super Bowl this year? Or will it end up in another city? Or will it remain in California? And now, onto a sadder story. Cowboy star Micah Parsons has landed himself on the COVID list ahead of Week 18. The Cowboys were hit with some tough news this week, minutes after head coach Mike McCarthy finished his press conference announcing there were no COVID updates for the day. News broke that Cowboys rookie linebacker Micah Parsons was added to the COVID-19 protocol list. The slightly good news is that this is happening before the playoffs and that, hopefully, Parsons will be back for the postseason. The bad news is that for a rookie trying to continue his career, he may not be able to add to his stats for the last game in the regular season. This could severely hurt his chances for Defensive Player of the Year. Parsons is now the third linebacker from the Cowboys in just a few weeks to be added to the COVID list. Francis Bernard, Keanu Neal have already missed time due to testing positive. This means the only linebackers on the 53-man roster who will practice on Wednesday are Leighton Vanderesh and Luke Gifford. We don't know when Parsons will return or whether he was vaccinated or not, but the new COVID protocols have made it easier for fully vaccinated players to return. If the rookie is vaccinated, he can return if he is asymptomatic for at least 24 hours and produces the requisite amount of negative tests. If he is not vaccinated, he can return to the team five days after testing positive if he is asymptomatic. This puts up a puts a lot up in the air in the air ahead of week eighteen. Because his vaccination status is unknown, he cannot make any proper judgments as to availability, even with the updated policy. But even if he can't play on Saturday night, the likelihood of him being ready and available for the playoffs is like our fingers across that Parsons is feeling okay, and then he makes a speedy recovery. And before we go, I'll give you our week 18 History, Weather, Key Players, and Projection. The Cowboys head to Philadelphia for a week 18 matchup that has a bit of a different feel than many of us would have expected prior to the beginning of the season. This game looks like one that could potentially decide the division and determine both teams' postseason fate. In the tournament events, both teams have already clinched their playoff spots. The Cowboys won the NFC East with relative ease, and the Eagles clinched the wild card spot with their win against Washington last week. In the scope of the 2021 season, this game certainly doesn't pack the punch as some of the others. But nonetheless, there are some things to talk about and look for as we head into the final week of the regular season. So as we look up their history, there's an all-time record, 71-54, to and 3-1 postseason in favor of Dallas. NFC East Division titles, Cowboys at 21, Eagles at 11. The most recent matchup was September 27, 2021, the Cowboys 41, the Eagles 21. The final week of the season does have some fun history. The Cowboys and Eagles meeting in 2008 saw the teams meet up in a win and end game that the Eagles won 44-6. In 2010, the teams met with the NFC East title on the line and saw the Cowboys take it home. 2013, they met for the NFC East title again, and the Eagles again won due to Tony Romo being injured. In 2017, the Cowboys were already in the playoffs and rested some starters. What felt like a meaningless game before turned into a lifelong memory as Cowboys fans saw Tony Romo throw the final touchdown of his career against the rivals. These two teams met very early in the 2021 season in a Monday night football game that the Cowboys dominated for four quarters. The Cowboys' offense was in great rhythm. The defense shut down the Eagles and Trayvon Diggs arrived with a pick-six. That meeting carried a lot of weight. It was an early setup. It was an early season divisional matchup in prime time. And while this next game is a late season divisional matchup in prime time, thanks for the flex scheduling. It sings a different tune. As we previously mentioned, the Cowboys are nearly locked into the fourth seed in the NFC, and Philly can't really help themselves with a win alone. Each team needs quite a bit of help to move up in the seeding. There's even a case to be made for the Cowboys and Eagles to rest some key guys in preparation for the playoffs. Regardless of who plays, let's take a look at what to expect on Saturday for weather, players to look for, and my projection. So obviously they're playing in an outdoor stadium at Lincoln Financial Field, and the forecast is said to be a high of 30, a low of 18, six to seven mile per hour winds with gusts up to 15. To 16 miles per hour. These temperatures look about as enjoyable as any collection of Eagle fans I've ever seen or been introduced to. Temperatures don't look fun, enjoyable, nice, or even okay. So I'll tell you where Philly stands in my book. While it may be chilly Saturday evening, that is luckily the only weather that should come into play. We avoid snow and avoid overly gusty winds. Fire up the heaters, get the heated benches cranked and up, and have the parkers ready to go. Can't always well know that this game is not even close to the end goal, so I would not be shocked to see the weather playing a the decision of resting some guys. As noted above, before, Jaron Kiris is nursing a hamstring issue and could benefit from the extra rest. Other guys, like Elliot, could use a break as well. My first thought goes to soft tissue injuries like that. When it's cold, no need to risk a hamstring groin or something like that for a handful of the key starters. And now... For my under the radar players, Dallas Malik Turner, wide receiver. Philadelphia Eagles, apologize for not being able to say his name, but the punter. With the unfortunate season ending injury to Michael Gallup, the Cowboys are going to likely work Cedric Wilson and Malik Turner into the rotation a bit more. We've, Cernor, we've seen Turner flash in his limited touches with his steady hands and elusive looseness after the catch. I can envision a game plan where the Cowboys give Dak Prescott on the starters about a quarter of action and get Turner involved. Getting that timing and in-game experience together could be invaluable for the playoffs. After that, I do think that Cooper Rush and Turner could have a big day together with a second-string connection that has likely been growing all year in practice. They could also see the Eagles' second-string defense and get some good matchups on the outside to expose them. I hope the Cowboys bring Turner back as a depth piece in 2022, and this game could be a go a long way in that conversation. Turner knows that he's playing for a lot this week. He's playing for his next contract. I always want to ride with a guy that has multiple reasons to put it all on the line. For the Eagles, I see a lot of punts this week. Whether it is Jalen Hurts and their starters against the Cowboys' starting defense, or Gardner Minshew against Dallas' backups. I think we have an advantage. But giving the Eagles any kudos pains me. So let's see if their punter... Arian Sipos, something like that. Never heard of this guy? Me neither. Pins us deep, shanks some, or how he handles hunting in the cold. Eagles really do not have many players that jump off the screen at me when looking at their depth, ch- depth of the chart. And that do, should, any that do, shouldn't play this week. But that would require their head coach to make sound decisions, and there's no guarantee in that. The game could be a bit of a punt fest between the 30s, and the Cowboys have a huge advantage there with Pro Bowl punter Brian Anger. And now for my gut projection. Give me Dallas Cowboys 20, the Philadelphia Eagles 16. Normally I split the 50-50 to talk about each team's tendencies. Some key guys, where they get exposed. Not this week. Nope. Solely Cowboys talk. I don't want to give the Eagles my time of day to discuss them. We had a few options of what this game could mean before the season started. A handful of those consisted of both teams missing the playoffs. I won't sugarcoat it. I hate the Eagles found enough success to even make the playoffs. An Eagles loss makes me almost as happy as a Cowboys win. So them getting in really stinks. That said, I would take both teams already being in the playoffs and this game not causing my heart rate to crank up over a win and end situation. On my Saturday night. Due to that, I have a feeling that we see key players either not playing or being pulled after a few series to protect them for the playoffs. That goes both ways, too, as the Cowboys and Eagles have individuals they want to rest. While I'm a little perplexed that the NFL flexed this game to Saturday night, I also see why. The NFC East rivalry will still get both fan bases tuning in and generating ratings, but we may see a game of rush duking it out against Minshew, although Prescott feels otherwise. If the Cowboys and Eagles rest their starters, how would Rush and Minshew fare in the matchup? Now that we all have the primetime matchup getting us pumped up, let's talk about it. Rush filled in for a spot start earlier this year and delivered a 300-plus yard performance on the road in primetime to get a win. Rush can play, not like Turner. This game means a lot to Rush in terms of his future. While he put out great tape earlier this year, delivering another good performance could earn him a new contract in Dallas, or a raise on the open market as a backup. If we get the starters, if we get starters most of the game, I think Dallas can win some ease over a lesser Eagles team. If we see Rush versus Hurts, then it gets close. But a Rush versus Minshew heavyweight bout goes to the Cowboys in a slow, play cold, sloppy game. In the grand scheme of things, winning or losing this game is very likely not going to matter. But no one <clears throat> No one wants to go into the playoffs coming off of a loss. The backups for the Cowboys will be fired up against a rival and left to send this team into the playoffs with some momentum. As we wrap up the regular season, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you guys during the weekly Outlook. Real fun starts next week when we draw our playoff matchup and get to dive in on that opponent. Until then, give me a Cowboys win over the Eagles to get us to 12 wins. And now, let us know your thoughts in the comments section below on the topics we covered. Let us know how far do you think the Cowboys will make the playoffs. Will go in the playoffs. Will they make the Super Bowl? Will they win the Super Bowl? Let us know. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us coffee at slash the big D. As always, your support helps the channel grow and bring in new hosts, bring in new writers, and launch new spin off shows of this podcast. So your support makes all that possible. And hey, perhaps we can take this show on the road and Tailgate, a Cowboys game. Support can make that happen. But as always, thank you so much for listening and watching. Be sure to like the video, give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on Good Pods. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. This has been The Big D Breakdown, with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.